once again to the Dare Real Agile podcast. I'm your host, Coach AF, known by his real name, Alexandre Frédéric Julien. This month, this month, I have something, an open mic, an open conversation in the series of the Agile Wars. But actually, I don't know where this is going. So be with me. And for my jogger club out there, you're going to run with a great friend of mine. This is Ryan. Did I pronounce it well? You did perfectly. Perfectly. So welcome to the Dare Real Agile podcast, where we talk all things business, agility, scrum, but the life in general and everything about the human interaction. And, and today I'd like to know, I'd like to know who you are, what do you do and why you're here? Who am I? I, I started life as um, just a, a, a young person, rural Indiana, a musician. Um, I studied music in school. I, um, I learned to play uh, the cornet first, improvised jazz as a first grader at Indiana State University Laboratory School, Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, and I, I got the jazz bug. I learned the love of music at a young age. And went to uh, went to college to study jazz uh, in Northwest Ohio to study jazz, and um, that has led me to an interesting place uh, where I was. I found. Well, you know what? I've just now found myself realizing that <laughs> from a long time ago, but I. I went to school for jazz, ended up not being a jazz musician uh, as my profession, but moving and going into corporate life, working for a utility after selling audio video equipment for a short time. And I um, became kind of a, a jazz musician in corporate America, kind of. And in... 1998, maybe that dates me. Um, I started. I started off. I started off in the best job in the world in IT. I think the best job in the world in IT is in the help desk, a good help desk, a good enterprise help desk. Where for me, it's all about surprise. It's all about connecting with people. It's about empathy. It's about solving problems together. It and I had support and togetherness and a feeling of ensemble not teaming but ensemble with this help desk and that it i didn't know it at the time but it felt right about being with people and receiving the spirit of people in conversation and, and, and if i may so so this is like from a jazz musician to an help desk in it And I, I, I need to do this because for, for, for those who follow the Dairy Lajal for at least two years and even more before, I did one in French, an explanation of how the Agile Manifesto was at this to be called a jazz manifesto. Because there were really? musicians, there were musicians among the, the 17th century, but the sports things of Agile being more Agile and sport and scrum, right? win over the music part of all the coordination and interaction of people is like a, a jazz orchestra, a big band or a quartet. 
So that's just amazing. And 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 in my career over the 23 last year, the best scrum master servant leader are either musician musician or people from science. Really the mix of music and science, or maybe this the universal language of music and mathematics. Anyway, so I was like, you you really inspired me back to this kind of constants of uh, the music. Well, and so so I'm going to go to today and what what I know now as a result of this journey through jazz and through. Uh, working the paycheck life for a utility. I was bought and sold uh, as a consultant several times while I was working through this utility. So I was, I was direct consultant, one company consultant, another eventually ended up IBM and was um, summarily, you know, I left IBM, but so that life became this kind of a desire to, to be independent. And to, to be free of that life, because I've, after 20 years working in corporate in IT, um, I eventually discovered what it was like to be, to be free and have choice of who I would affiliate with, what I would, what I would say and do and who I would play with. What kind of music was I making with people in public? And and I didn't know it at the time, but, but now it has come around that I feel like, well, this is about making music that, that, that we are with each other in companies, in teams. And I don't even like to call them teams anymore. We're in groups, we're in ensemble together yeah. with, with one another, being creative, creating, giving love to a product, not even a piece of art. We're making art. So that, that is the, and that art is about this connection to our deepest humanity. And what if art and work, I mean, they, they are the same thing. Art, our crafts our craftsmanship and our work of art is this labor of love, labor of love. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, I mean, the, the story is a little bit disjointed, but now as you, as you, I'm bringing it together is that what is this all about? Why, why, why agile? Why? It's so interesting that you're saying that, that there was this musical undertone yeah. um, from the signatories that I'm now just, I didn't realize that, but I, I think what, what I, I like to say that, that I do now is I'm like an organizational musicianship coach <laughs> that I, I, I want to help people in groups within organizations learn their song and be able to sing their song so that the people who they care about will dance, that they will sing the tune, that, uh, that the melody, that the melody will move the people within a company and within an organization and group and will move the, the customers who want to give their love back and to share in that. And that, that to me is a deeper calling, a, a much more noble calling than, than to, to transact for money or economic gain. All right. The, the idea that now after years of, of 
learning to be a jazz musician, letting that sink into my soul, living the paycheck life, doing IBM for uh, 13 years, leaving and going, going and being my, my purple self in public, which is a different story. Your purple self being, being my, being the purple squirrel in public, be more purple. Oh, that, and that, um, is it's a different story, but but it means being rare, being valuable. Yeah, and, it's like and, it's like a black swan. I may imagine like, like a black swan. Well, it, well, purple squirrel is like a purple cow, only more agile. Is, is the way I like I like to, to say it. Huh. Um, and and all of this is coming together now after. You know, this is 20 years. Um, I fell in love with Agile in 2015 when I was working for IBM. And, and I just, I, oh, this is the way to be. This this feels so, arti- this is musical. This is so, this is so in tune with, <laughs> with people being human together and, and doing work that matters and caring and individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Just like, pow. Okay, great. Customer mm. collaboration over contracts. Um, responding to change like a jazz musician would instead of following a plan, you know, and and working software over comprehensive documentation, an actual piece of music as opposed to a written composition. So I see I see a keyboard and a guitar, I think it is, or a bass. It's my bass. It's That's your bass. bass. Okay. Bass guitar there. So you're a real one because I just play saxophone in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also Jumbi. I mean, like this, uh, this time, but but I used to. Uh, but I was not enough interactive to be part of a trio or a quartet because a lot of people think jazz is just like oh, you play whatever you want and you you just go random. It's cast. Yeah, th- that's why agile and jazz have something similar. The perception of oh, jazz is not like classical music because. Those musicians, they just do whatever they want. They, I don't think so. No, no they, they yeah. don't. And this, this is what pisses me off so yeah. violently about when, when people say yeah. self-organization doesn't work. <laughs> self-organization is a myth. Blah, blah, blah. Self-organizing teams are this. Well, yeah. Well, chaos, just letting people run around like they don't have an idea or clue of what they're supposed to do and why to mm-hmm. do it. Of course, that's going to be unproductive. And that, and that people who might not have the best heart and genuine intent would take advantage of that situation and make that happen. However, in, in the domain of jazz specifically, because that's what, what I know, there, there is a song structure. There oh, yeah. is a melody. There is chord structure. There's so there's, there's that these, that the songs of this American standard jazz song book came, came from the musical Tim Pan Alley tradition. Mm-hmm. And these, and these forms came to be known for years and years and years. And so, yes, there's improvisation, but it's improvisation within a structure. Exactly. So you, so you have your, your a section with the melody, then your melody repeated with the, with the verse, then you have your bridge, then you have another a section, then you code it at the end or, and, 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 and so there is structure. And and even in the forms of jazz that, that, that came out of the swing era to bebop and that there was in the free jazz era, you still have a song structure. You still have people who are interacting deeply with one another. And maybe there, there's freedom there and it's not for the musicians, but it is not chaos. 
it is it is designed within a structure and the the conversation i think that is that that gets missed when people yeah. say self organization is, is is a myth and is that well the authority distribution and the dynamic authorization of people based on a mastery based on on what are we doing at this time if if the organizational structure is in support of that there's a connection to purpose then within that structure the most humane thing to do is to invite the players to create in accordance with with each other in the spirit of collaboration so not and not everybody is a jazz musician. Not every piece of music has to be a piece of jazz. Exactly and, because okay, that's I, I like this this idea of talking about music for those four values of the Agile Manifesto, for instance, that are built. Because when you say there, there is a melodic aspect of it with a lot of improvisation and jazz compared to classical or baroque music, mm-hmm. but at the meantime, the end result will give you something else. There's also a context that might be a cultural context that might be a taste or caring about things. So if, if, if you are a musician uh, and, and if you're a mellow man, you might be able, uh, your bass it could be used in jazz, but it could be used in rock and roll. It could be used with blues, could be used also in pop music and what have you. It's only a two. It's only an instrument. So, uh, and I love to say like, yeah, self-organizing team. It's, you could see a team as a quartet. Uh, are they all able to be part of a quartet? If you have like a contrabassist with a saxophonist, could they do this? Is what we need to make your melody happen or not? Or not? Do you need a drummer or a percussionist? So, who, who do you need to do this quartet to actually, you know, because a trio and a quartet is not always the same musician, right? Could be it's, different it, type of. It is. It is. It is. Com- it is a complete alignment with the metaphor the what music are you trying to create who is it for what's it for are you are you trying to to compose a rock album with a quartet to sell a million copies to teenagers or are you a jazz trio really wanting to connect with each other to 10 people in a cafe and 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 or to jam to jam to jam with exploring what if I do this B melody and he goes on to the C things and, and back and forward, like the magic. Happened. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and every, every organization has its own set of instrumentalists. They yeah. have their own, they have their own style of music, their own genre, their own history of, you know, that, that this is, this is the Beethoven sonatas and symphonies and quartets and all that stuff. And that, well, let's, let's say you are, um, some, oh God, I do not want to use a bank, but um, let's say, um, let's say it is a uh, Bank of America. What kind of music is Bank of America making? Mm-hmm. Is it the kind of music that you wish to listen to as as a as a consumer? As uh, you know, are they and are the musicians within that company? Are they in spirit with the music? Are they making? Are they loving what they do so much that you can feel the love when you when you consume that product? That is whatever. Yeah, 
And in and, and my last trip, I met with a very nice gentleman, probably will become a new friend, a new collaborator in business, my travel agency business and stuff like this. Because, you know, I'm just doing like agile, doing a lot of entrepreneurial things. And the funny thing is we start talking about music because music, it's it's a unifying thing. It's the, the food for the soul and everybody loves music or some sort of music. And at some point, discovering that he's also a DJ, he's playing stuff. And what he loves is the synth pop of the 1980s, like New Order, Pet Shop Boys, Depeche Mode, and stuff like this. And of mm -hmm. course, we're talking about like this new tour of Depeche Mode uh, with the 15th album, uh, Momento Mori. The title is very like Momento Mori, Remember mm -hmm. That You're Gonna Die. It's amazing. For those who don't know Latin, I just kind of free translate the Momento Mori. It's Remember that you're gonna hand your life here. And the album I got, I've got shivers right now because I, I just listened to the album three times yet. And it's amazing. And since Violator of 1991, I never like very Depeche Mode that evolved, but they bring you back into this synth pop. But the lesson here, when you were talking about the bank, I have a set of instrumentalists. So I tell him, and he has a bar in Jalisco, it's a state of Mexico where they play only 1980s synth pop, <laughs> including <laughs> Tangerine Dream, exploration of things and stuff. I, I mean, but I ask him like, oh, but do you like jazz or do you like... No, I'm just loving the 1980s, Human League and stuff. Okay, okay. He loves synth pops. He loves this kind of thing. And uh, he concentrates and he focuses on that. So if you go to his bar in uh, my Spanish here, like Guadalajara, you get, expect to have only 1980s synth pop type of DJ who play on vinyl, by the way, not DJing. With, so it's kind of amazing, but this is this kind of taste and they care about it. They love it. So the outcome will be awesome if we let them do this. But if you and I, we have a project of doing a band, uh, mostly probably more jazz or maybe with a tint of blues, we might not be able to hire this nice gentleman. He's very nice, but he only play electronic keyboard. So if we don't have in our project the need of adding this synth pop into our jazz melody, you cannot be part of a team because we talk about self-organizing team, but me, I prefer to bring it to self-management. And how do we build a team according to the shared vision that we might have? Now mm. we talk about the musical band, and uh, remember Freddie Mercury back in the day, he says like when he, the Bohemian Rhapsody, it's a perfect example, I think, of innovation, creating something that's never been done, so disrupting the market. Mm -hmm. And that song, correct me if I'm wrong, you're probably a better musician than I, but this song has three, three different approach, musical approach, tone. Uh, you mm -hmm. have this kind of classical music and then all of a sudden it comes to the pop and then it's finished with rock and roll, I think, mm -hmm. if I remember properly. Even the Beach Boy with another song, they, they haven't like yet performing its three type of music within the song. Bohemian Rhapsody, I think for me, it's wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's another point here too, is that, well, not everyone wants to be or cares to be a musician <laughs> and that musicians as they make music, who are they making the music for the exactly. listeners, the dancers and who, and who is providing the stage 
for you to play the live music? Who is, who is paying for the studio for you to record the music? And when you are a musician, you're, when are you composing? Who's writing the tune? All of these things are, are differing kinds and acts of leadership and yeah. acts of organization and, and, and this idea of, People coming together for different purposes, they are organizing. And if they're organizing of their own volition and they are choosing how to affiliate, that's what I would call self-organization. Yep. And but but the point is and uh, I, I could go on for a while, but in that not that that you're if you say self-organizing is is a myth it's wrong it's it's the wrong thing to do well there's how are you defining self-organization is a team Hmm. is is throwing a team together in chaos saying you figure it out and we're not going to give you any direction like Uh, like i did 23 years ago with engineers they asked me to they asked me to become their scrum master as management asked me to be the product uh, project manager and the engineer, they said, like, no F way. That was 1999. They said, like, no, we need to do that scrum thing that was emerging. Mm-hmm. I think Crystal Metal was there already or the extreme programming was already there, you know. But, I mean, they said, like, no, we don't need a project manager. This is not a project. We have too many unknowns. So that was the unknowns of the new JavaScript or the Java language that was starting up back then. So, and these guys were programming on PHP before. Mm-hmm. So, sorry for the non-technical people listening, but we have a, a moment here. So, they say, like, we, 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 we cannot, we cannot do a beginning in the hand with, it's not a project. It needs to be empirical, and we need to organize ourselves. So, management asks you to be a PM? No way. You're going to be our SM. Here's a book that I have behind me from Ken Schreiber and Mike Beadle. Read this. Let's gather together next week and let's see if we could build that scrum team. Well, this is you so, be this is you being an ensemble with them. Yeah, and I and I accept their challenge and I accept their demand. They were not requesting it; they were demanding it. And I know in English that word have a big demand. It's something like, and they said like, we don't care about management. We are the SME here, the subject matter expert. We are hire to create those new software, this new website because. Remember, like back at the 1999, 2000, it mm-hmm. were like static HTML, PHP website that had to be more transactional and stuff. So, so they said like, no way. We, we have to create a learning space of coding with this mm. new feature, these new codes and stuff. So, so and, and we eyed ourselves for one year from IT, uh, VP, and all of this. They didn't know we were doing Scrum. Can you imagine well, that? that so, self, so there were no invitation. We don't care about being invited at that moment. We did that. Well, true. And those, and that, that it sounds to me like that group, those were not junior programmers. Uh, there were some part software developer, more junior, but they were mentored by two, two architect and engineer. They were engineer in programmation. They said like, we, we need to do this that way. We need to experimenting with these new way of, Mm-hmm. Uncovering new way, and I, 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 I bet you not that was three years before the manifesto. <laughs> so no matter why those seventeen guys opened the manifesto, with we uncovering new ways or better ways to deliver software development and teach it to others. 
it was already those two guys. They could have been at the table of this meeting. Uh, yeah. I, and and I thank them 23 years later because they opened my mind. I was just a CX designer mapping call centers and call centers that were becoming more multi-channel. And all of a sudden they said like, oh, we're going to do training software and uh, a new type of CRM uh, type of capability. You're not a project manager. You got to do Scrum with us. <laughs> and Scrum wasn't even agile. That was the lean thinking. That was the very like, you know, we they they requested to management to have a, a closed room just for us with a big wall of post-it. I mean, like that was like that was the real thing. That was uh, I loved it, and I learned with them. And because when you talk about self-organization, do you put them in chaos or whatever? So management they didn't believe in lean, or even that what's coming agile after that. They didn't know about Scrum. I didn't even know myself about Scrum. Hmm. Only those two guys, sort of. They just heard of something that was being pulled out in the software industry. More powerful than extreme programming. That's what they say. Anyways, hmm. so, uh, but uh, yeah, but self-organizing for me, it's one thing. But what about self-management? Do you do a difference? Or it's... Well, I, I think these are all words for we're trying to make sense of the behavior that's happening and and we call it something different what it is is that so again to manage you know to control oneself right Mm. we all we all self-manage you know i i I do i do are you managing me how are you managing me i know yeah I, so and but that, that's, that's yeah that's, but we, well, i manage you because if i'm the business owner this is my business i've got a big ego i invested in this venture so you mm. work for me not with me and i'm gonna manage your time when you work for me so yeah. words again so we, we are self-managed, we are responsible adults, but how much are we imposed into the workplace to be at the services of others and think less and do more? Huh? It's always like, I mean, well, that, I'm doing that, it on purpose to... Well, no, 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 right? but you're, you're making the point that, that at, at that point in time and, and to, to, in many ways and places today, I mean, that, ha- that happens. That's, that's, the yeah. whole, that's the whole idea of agile, safe, scrum, whatever, being imposed and saying, okay, yeah. so we know this, is, this, makes, this gets twice the work and half the time, <laughs> and we want you to do that. And, and again, boy, boy, I'll bet he regrets, he regrets the title of that book, yes. um, I bet. Uh, that was for the, time to market, not for productivity. So that's the well, and and that's and that's the whole point of, of a word. Like, does the word mean what you think it means? Agile. Yeah, I love it. Look at that, so, guys. Sorry for the podcaster. You have to bring, to come to my Rumble and YouTube channel to see it. But Ryan have a beautiful teacher T-shirt, and it's from the which movie again? This is person? is from the movie The Princess Bride. Oh, the Princess um, Bride. The the character that was played by. Um, uh, Mandy Patinkin in Princess Bride. His name is Inigo Montoya, and Inigo Montoya, the character, he was he he was in this band of adventurers, and and one of the guys who was you would all he would say that's inconceivable, and every time something crappy happened, and he didn't say that's inconceivable, and then in Inigo Montoya he says, I don't, 
you keep saying that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. So, and, that's, and now and that's, you create a meme for your T-shirt with agile. Yeah, you replace inconceivable by agile. Agile. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Oh, no, it and, and, and that is just that is to say, if 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 you can't communicate what what it is that you're doing, why you're doing it, what is what does agile mean anyway? If if that's not If that is not a story that can be told within your, if, if, if then you got two people singing off the different song sheet, singing uh, that one's, one's on playing bluegrass, one's playing heavy metal, and you got violinists with saxophonists and, or, or, or timidity players trying to play, you know, Zydeco. It's like, ugh, no, no. This, this band, this band is the Beatles. And we are the Beatles. This is the who we're playing rock and roll and I'm playing this tune. You're playing that tune or that's what, what does agile mean? Are we talking about agile? We're talking about the four values. We're mm -hmm. talking about 12 principles. What do they mean? Right. Yeah. What, what, and what do they imply to do? What do they imply? What are they inviting? Yeah. What, what kind of, what kind of behavior, what kind of behaviors do those, why are we doing this agile thing? Because we want to uncover better ways of doing what we're doing. If it's developing software. Yeah. And, and remember agile, it's mostly an adjective. It's not a noun. Last time I checked in Merriam Webster and even Harper's because mm -hmm. I know I'm not native English, but please. <laughs> sure. So agile seems to be an adjective in French as well. And in Spanish as well. So yeah. it's not a noun. Um, if it's a noun, now it's a, it's another story. Yeah. But uh, so as an adjective, we'd like to be more agile, meaning with uncovering new ways or better ways, which means that it's because classical project management, it's not always suitable to deliver a product, a services, because that's the thing also they, they kind of, The only thing they will correct is one of the four values. It's not a walking software anymore. It's a walking whatever we try to bring into the world that could be also a services. But the thing is, and more and more now what I see, it's people want to have an experience. So it's all about the customer and user experience. You could have the best product out there if nobody knows how to use it <laughs> and they have a bad experience. Who cares? Who cares? Exactly. So... So, uh, but of course, in classical project management, they will have phase, stage, and they will realize this maybe too late with a lot of money expend, no empirical process, no improvement, no nothing. So, but but then again, it might work also in a, in a more classical well, approach because well, and 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 when you're building buildings, and when you're when you're <clears throat> manufacturing known quantities of mm -hmm. materials into other materials through a, a a manufacturing process. So you mean to tell me that the work that, that we do by crafting bits into abstracted languages with data yep. and all those things, is that really the same thing as manufacturing an automobile? Yeah, I don't think so. And it yep. never was. Yep. So, and maybe, and maybe that's, that's what frustrates me so much about, about this, this idea that, that being, it's be agile, it's be agile, it's be agile. Well, Oh, wait a second. Why, why? Why, are, why are we doing this? Who is that agility for? And, and what's it for? Why? Yeah. 
And, and this, this is what, what happened to me. And then when, when I came back to the workforce after, after a couple of years, you know, recovering from cancer and, and I, I, I had cancer right before COVID and that when I, I recovered um, and my final treatment was right in the peak of COVID uncertainty in April, yeah. 2020, April, May, 2020. So oh. I, I, so I went into the hole. So, so my life blew apart in May of 2019 with this, this cancer diagnosis and agile, who the cares about agile at, and when you get cancer and then I come back out and what this is in, in May of 2020 thinking the world didn't make sense anymore. And, and, and now it doesn't make, this doesn't make the same. It's, it's, it, things have changed, but there, there's something different. And the thing that's different is now there, there's this taste of mm. freedom. There's this taste. Ah. of freedom. You mean personally plus collectively, because you, you went to this, traumatic experience of being mm. sick yourself while the world was also sick, if I could say that like this. And now the sure. ones that please my, I know a lot of my listeners, like some don't believe that was a real pandemic. So I don't want to go there. We, we are speaking humanly here and you have a traumatic experience for yourself having cancer. Right. You have to fight cancer. And the old love was going out into some, some time of tragedy. And could we say that Are we out of it yet? Because it's it seems like it's the last three years, as you mentioned, showed us how much fragile we all are. How And much what? grief we are not that much we are not that resilient as we think we were. And and we could face even more, collectively speaking, things to come with uncertainty. The VUCA now it's seems to reign. And for those who don't know VUCA again, it's volatility, uncertainty, complexity, where everything could be simple, guys. And A, it's what again? Ambiguity. Ah, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> ambiguity. Yes, ambiguity. You fog everything, so mm -hmm. you are not creative anymore to, yeah. So, and, and I think this is, this is where the, as before I got sick, And I was preaching Agile to the world. I, th I thought I was in love with Agile. Well, I started cheating with Agile <laughs> because uh, I started cheating on Agile because, because I, I, well, I, I met my true love in Rich? 2018, which was open space, open oh, space technology. The grandfather of agility, actually. That, well, as sort of. Yeah. So, yeah. Sort of. And, and there's, there's, story, there's stories that, that open space was there in the room. And that 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 there was space open for those four values, um, and that those statements to, to come, and, and that, and so that was that was 2018 and my first open space. I I had no idea the the Scrum trainer Joe Little, who trained who I got my Ooh. CSM from in 2017. Joe had been sponsoring an open space, two open spaces a year from, and and then in 2018 April. I went to my first one. It's like, what is this thing? I'm going to go because someone said it was great. I go and it's so simple, but it was so beautiful and it was so human. 
<coughs> it, what's the was, uh, what's the four uh, rule of open space again? Well, oh, and then the simplicity, the structure is really simple. It's sit in a circle, put up a bulletin board with all the issues that people care about, open up a marketplace where you can figure out what what makes sense, who's going to talk about what, where, and whether we what what are we going to do about this stuff, and then you get to work and and do it, and you because you have put up a bulletin board with all the issues that are there in the room that you care about and you want to have something happen with them. And that's, that's, that's what you're that if the space is closed where no one gets to talk and no one gets to say what they care about, what you're opening is in Mm -hmm. that circle. You're saying this bulletin board is a, is a, is a picture of our passion and responsibility. And in open space that after you do the bulletin board, you open the marketplace and you start the sessions and get to work. That's where you have the five principles of whoever comes to your session. That's the right people. Whatever happens is the only thing that could have happened. Wherever it happens is the right place, whether it happens in the room, before the room, on the phone, kind of around there. But in, if it's in your theme, wherever it happens, it's the right place. Whenever it starts is the right time. That could be two minutes early. Maybe it's a minute after whatever, who cares? It, or it starts, it's going. Your care, there's passion, responsibility, talk. And if when it's over, it's over. And that could be if, it, if everybody has got their spirit out of the room and have taken responsibility, I'm going to do this stuff related to this topic, it, then it's over. Two, five minutes and you're done. Or when it's not over, it's not over. If you're there for an hour and people are still around this issue, go with it. Yeah. And the five principle, and there's one law. And the one law is the law. Now we call it the law of mobility. The of law of, mobil- of mobility. Okay. It used to be the law of two feet. So in, in online spaces, we call it the law of two clicks. But what that means is that if you are neither learning or teaching, either giving value or receiving it, if you're not part of that, get out of the way. Go somewhere else because if you are not learning or teaching, giving or receiving, mm you are messing with the spirit of what's happening. Because if I'm in the room, I'm talking to you about this product in this way, delivering it to these people for this, you know, all this stuff. And, and I got somebody in the room who just is a toad on a log, get them the out. And it can go where, go where you want to be. Don't, this is not a place for you to just be, I am obligated to be here and sit. Huh. No. So, so that's like this, that's what, open space was about the energy of it. And my first open space, I, the session I called was about vulnerability. Oh, and, and so, and what I did is I went to, so I said, I love this thing. I wrote my, wrote my bit on the circle and said, I'm going to talk about vulnerability and I'm going to go here at this time. And I went to the room and I immediately put myself on the, on my back on the floor, staring at the ceiling and then people came in more people came in more people came in and i'm still on the floor staring at the ceiling in silence were you at that moment a participant or i was a convener i was a convener i i I was a participant but i had convened that session to say okay okay. i i want to i want to I am, it, I'm going to take responsibility for, for this conversation about what, vulnerability. Was it still on your working at IBM or was somewhere else? This was after, 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 well, 
It was around the time that I, IBM ended for me in 2018. Okay. So, but, but it was a public open space. And that is different than what happens inside an organization when you yeah, do yeah, open yeah, space. Yeah. So, um, so that's, a, that's a tangent, but all this is, I, that, that was the music for me. That, okay. that's, when, that's when it all started to make sense. And, right. and for those who don't know this open space movement, when, when people also call a fishbowl meeting or circular, is it the same thing? Is it inspired by open space or what they call open space technology? Or is it, what oh, is, it's, it's, I, th I think it, it's a, maybe a variant. I mean, I don't know much of the history of the, the fishbowl, but the fishbowl being that, but that, that you have the, the, the people in authority, that they have a conversation and it is witnessed by everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I. But that, that's but that I, is I don't. that's different. It comes from a different tradition. The open space technology tradition is derived from, and some would say stolen, um, or it was discovered when Harrison Owen was in Africa, and he was on his uh, missionary work in mm -hmm. Africa. And this is well when we're in communities of indigenous cultures. What do they do? They sit in a circle. They have a yeah. bulletin board where they get what yeah. people care about, and they figure it out. They have the marketplace where they say, "Well, whatever," and then okay, all right, now go get it done. It's it's like the most lightly facilitated event that that you can think of. So, yeah, actually, actually, what I remember when uh, when Beadle and Shutterland and Schwaber they. They taught me about what happened that weekend at Snowbird. That was an open space of 17 guys at war with each other of what is the best process framework and blah, blah, blah. And they decided to gather together to say, like, could we have a shared value or something? There was not, they didn't meant to do a manifesto. They were just gathering together to figure that out, what could bring them together and to make some noise and in the industry to... Yeah, because that was like 2001 and uh, the, the dot-com crash happened and anybody was happy with the turn of whatever. So, and that was prior to 9-11, of course. It was February 2001. But anyway, so that was like, and so we could get that. But the, that was an open space. The way, especially Mike told me that. It was like, oh, we're gathering in a circle with a whiteboard and we start discussing and stuff. And th that was it. And, you know, I've got another business where we do some other type of training and um, anyway, so, and we do inspired by Carl Gustav Young, what we call the shadow on thing and the shadow on thing are what you kind of describe as an open space because the right person will be the right person. It starts when it starts, and, and we in, invite people. You could be in a circle, not participating, or you could be in the inner circle and mm -hmm. try to heal yourself. And it's the same thing with the Nahualt nation and the Waki, the Waki or Northern Mexico. The Nahualt are more in the center mountain of the Sierra Leone. And they used to, because I love when you explain about the tribe of Africa, same in, in South America, where people gather and we call it open space. That's funny because it's, it's because it's open to anyone to create that space and Let's move on. And, and the Temascal is also a circle where you heal yourself. It's, there's also an healing proposition here of your spirit mm. with your body 
and everything. So, so I don't know how much. Maybe I'm I'm becoming too much spiritual and and stuff. But for me, I, I connect the dots. The human experience it's all connected to me. If is is not only materialistic or business wise. I think business always inspired themselves to do things from the world, the real world. I don't know. And what is the and what is the real world anyway? And that that's know. and this is this is to me this is and you talk about creating space. Yeah. So so we're and this is part of what what's coming to me now after a couple of years of of independent gigs and the economy going crazy and, and things mm. happening and now me searching again. It is it is more and more about I want to create open. And hold spaces that are loving, anti-fragile, and brave for liberation of the human spirit. So that is that's that's a core, and and I borrow this from I, I heard this phrase from a, from a dear friend of mine, Maricula, um, and and she and when she said that to me that that's what open space is really about is that that sense of liberation of the human spirit. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, and when you do that, what what happens when when and when humans are together with one another in spirit for a purpose and w- dealing with that they truly care about that's that's the magic that is uh, I mean I there's world about I could I really don't care much about how you build software mm-hmm. or how you do how you do. do develop products or whether or not what you, what you speak into YouTube as we are doing here now, it gets chewed up by a large language model and spit back out. Yep. What, what I care about, what really matters is how will we thrive in togetherness you know, with each other, with, with unconditional respect for the personal sovereignty and human dignity of the other. So I, that no matter what you believe or what you what what you might think, that if we can be together as human beings in this space, in this time together, that is the magic. That's the point of us being on this fucking planet. Is it for us to be together with one another and not to it other is. each other, I, and not to other each other, but it is to come together. And, and to and I don't I don't wish to, to to make you different from me. I want to be with what what unites us and that we might create together. It is really the purpose because let me give you another perspective. You and I were walking in a in a valley, and we're gonna. There's a hill in front of us. Are well, you coming from the south? I'm coming from the the east. So I see that it's gonna be easy for me from the east to go up the hill. And we're talking on walkie-talkie or phone. And you said, no, come come to my road on the south. It's even easier. So I said, okay, I trust and I respect Ryan's opinion and point of view. So let's go meet him on the south way of this hill. And then my point of view of this, climbing the hill from the south, I said, like, no, fuck, man. The east side was a lot more easier according to my perspective. So, okay, so now we are together. And now you try to call other people from the north, from the west, and Let's come all from the south. And hmm, interesting. And now everybody is agreeing with me that no, my north way was easier to climb than the south way. So now we we start inviting each other from 
the north, the west, the south, and everything, to realize that at the end of the day, we spend so many time talking about from which side of the hill we're going to get out of the valley before the floods coming. There's a flood also coming. And that's why we, we need to go to the hill. And I, I tell you that story from my psychedelic years and my teaching from the Waki Nation because we are on earth because of what we care for. And that's amazing when you say, and you even did a gesticulation of let's coming together because I think I see this planet or this dimension, whatever you like, as a way for maybe, I, because I don't know shit, but maybe a supposition of, <laughs> of, a, real, of a real primordial love or of a real consciousness that mm. need to split itself into billions and billions of creation or human being, animals, plant, what have you, to experience diversity. And the funny thing that we do is we try to become oneness again. We try to be together again. And unfortunately, it came with control and position, one-way track. And at the same time, those of us who remember that it was kind of boring in the other world because we were alone, and I split myself, I split my consciousness into these billions of of experience to experience diversity. And so why is this guy or this woman want us to be in the oneness again? And so here the fight start, here the perspective start, and here's the mystery of life or no life. Momento mori, remember? Mm. <laughs> and yeah. so we have to escape nihilism because at some point, some of us say like, okay, fuck it. I have enough. So let's be nihilist. There's nothing new anyways. And uh, so we give up and we just wait. Is it one of the solutions? I don't know. I'm, I, you make me think beyond all, uh, as you said, I don't care, me too. And even my client to this day, I do a lot of prospection call right now. They don't care about being agile, waterfall, or all of these things. They just care of experiencing life and making money for their stakeholders or shareholders, what I say, whatever. It's, it's, is, is it the game? Is it the rule of the game, just making money in the material realm? But what about this perspective? Why are we here? And what is the human interaction? And, and what is it? And, and these questions could lead us to being nihilist. And that's why Nietzsche, Nietzsche prevent us. Be careful, guys. Don't destroy the world too much mm. of this purpose. And embrace at least your caring purpose. Hmm. The floor is yours. I'm sorry. No, no. That's in this. the 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 core questions: uh, you know, who are we? Why are we here? What do we want? We don't have to be the same, and and we don't want to be the same. But we can be. We can be each. We can be individuals together. For mutual benefit, if we can, we agree. Oh, do we? Do we? What? What is the goal? Are we seeking a same goal? Do we want the same things? I don't want the same things that you do. You don't want the same things that I do. But some things we do want together. And 
I mean, this is very, this is, this is so simple, right? Isn't it so simple to say, I respect you. I understand. I, I want to listen to you and understand what it is that you want and why you want it and be able to say, that's okay. I don't want that. And I want something else, but I am not going to, I'm not going to harm you. I am not going mm. to, I am not going to impose my desire, my way to walk up the hill in this way on you. I will offer my help if you want it. And I will ask if you need it. But but no, I, I, how dare I assume to tell you what to do? I I will, this is about, this is why invitation is important. Um, Mm -hmm. I would invite you to consider, to consider something, right? I'm not going to tell you do that because I don't have any control over you. Um, I respect you. I respect your dignity and and your personal sovereignty as someone who is ah, different than me. Yeah. So that that makes sense. But do do how do you see the world? Do you see the world as a benevolent space? I didn't say safe or open space. Just a space. Is it a benevolent mm-hmm. space, or it's a space where the rule of the game is rigged for those who possess a certain knowledge? And they impose on us the way of life. I say you, you, we all are playing a game. We, we are all playing a game. Each of us play a finite game within the one infinite game. And there's okay. only one infinite game. The, the J- James Carr's theologian's book, Finite and Infinite Games, says it beautifully, that there is only one infinite game. Everything else is a set of roles, rules, um, progress tracking and partic- what game am I participating in? Ah, right. it's, a, so it's, a, it's our, an opt-in. We have to opt-in to it, it, and, and for, on for invitation us, again. Yeah, that's the point. If you say right. I, so what is the invitation to this other game? If the, the, if the game that we're playing has produced um, pollution, has produced all these negative externalities, however you choose to make sense of them, mm-hmm. there, there's there's an objective reality that that there are parts of the world that are sick. There are people who have, so I'm not, I, does that's not the conversation. The conversation is that what is the opt-in over here? So yeah. game, game, game a, and this is, this is a signal to someone. Does it game B, the third attractor, whatever you want to call it. There's something here that is a goal that, I, what am I seeking? I'm seeking, I'm seeking joyful togetherness. I am seeking flow with others. I am seeking love. I am not going to act from fear. I am going to be that space between stimulus and response is an invitation to choose between fear and love. And I'm going to choose love. And I'm going to exercise when I pursue that in the invitation to that love, it will be it it will be with a sense of ethics. In morals and virtues, and say into restraint. Say, I am not going to. I'm not going to extract every last bit of value and material from the world. I'm. I'm going to believe that the world will care for me if I care for it, and mm. if the, the the people who are with me, and if I care for them, they will care for me. That's what I choose to believe. That's the game I choose to play. Now, not everyone's going to play that game, but. I want to be. I want to be playing this game. I want to. I want to focus my mastery on that game over here. So that's why I, I think, if I could say, I think because I I tend not to believe in anything. I try to always keep my mind open without believing because believing for me it's kind of 
it's a closed circuit. I'm, I'm speaking to from me. I'm not imposing also my but often like what I love with this conversation and everything is I really feel here it is. I don't believe, I don't think, but I feel that this concept of decentralization or at least distributed network of people, it could be more healthy and this path you suggesting from an invitation that might do an opt-in and agreement, especially of the collective or living together. Individually, it's another story because we are, as my grandfather used to say, we always alone with ourselves. And the worst thing is to be alone with people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, well, it's true. And, but, but, you know, there's all this, all this buzzing about another word that who knows what it means is belonging. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Well, but, and, but, and, and, I, and I say it in a way that I, th- I think it's pretty simple. It feels good to me that we can only belong together. Isn't it's just that simple that and that's Yeah, but and, I was I was more like in, in terms of not loneliness but aloneness, meaning like you, you could be surrender, you could have a, you could think that you have a lot of friends or partner and stuff like this, but at the end of the day we we came here alone and we go out alone. So that's so in between what we do is could we sign in to something that I, could I find other people that care enough of the same kind of thing that I care to build something together? And yes. But even when that group is formed, should it be federated to other groups? And now centralization is coming to a point because it's always the biggest mouth. And I don't know, I didn't participate in so much open space, but for me, the group dynamic will be important. So how much is the influence of someone agenda instead of the caring or the agreement of so it's like even civilization the the, the beginning of a civilization is hunter gatherer and I'm quoting Graham and Cock here <laughs> yeah, sort sure. of, of speech where the the pioneer huh, or the innovator and, and our business field it will be the innovator those who create something that will disrupt the market. So the pioneer were the one who looking for a better land than where they're from, or after a collapse of a previous civilization, who knows? Mm-hmm. And so the pioneer is always like strong. Uh, they know how to, to build things and stuff. And now when they settle, they start, when they start settling down, when they start being less nomadic and having like their first farm with animals and control and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's, you see where I'm going. So, so like, what, 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 and I forget who who told me, but the, you're you're hitting a very deep thing there. And this yeah. is when it's the when cycle when of we, civilization. It's always right. like when we became when we when we flipped the switch from being hunter gatherers to being farmers. Yeah. When when the plow happened, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the plow happened. So that was when we it became possible to produce more than you could consume. Exact. And now you, have, you need to trade. So you go to the commercial aspect and of the evolution of civilization. And then the wealth, the wealth, and the wealthiest start rigging the game of this super. And then, and then we have Archer Daniel, Midland, and BP, and, and, and Bank of America. 
<laughs> sort of in uh, the centralized thing. Like even the idea of America, if you look at about it, the United States of America, the Constitution. Okay, so that's that was a great idea, but if it's static, how? What's the way it's evolving? And, and now people are seems to be busy and distract to so many things and different things. And so what is freedom? Freedom of choice. You talked about, I choose to do this and I hope to find others to do that with me because me alone. But what about we together? Yes, I get it. But again, me and, and I just went out of a great, great trip in Mexico. And again, I've learned things with the Mayan, my Mayan friends. And a lot of people talk shit about the Mayan empire. That doesn't exist. The Aztec and the Mexica were an empire conquering others, imposing to others their way of seeing life and agriculture and so on. The Mayan were independent, up to 60 independent city. Like Greeks, probably back before the, um, uh, the antiquity of Alexander. Not me, but the other Alexander the Great. Okay, but but oh, again, you're great too. Yeah, well, I don't want to be that great because I will start imposing my view. That's the thing. Because Alexander start because uh, Napoleon, all those conquerors, they are the space of the sh- the chasm of a, whatever it is, and they start imposing their view, their view of the life. So, so it seems to be a cycle, and the collective that crunch the individual innovation, creativity, and culture. The well, multicolor culture of, of self, it's crushed under the boots of, of those who want to centralize everything, who wants to control everything because they fear to lose their wealth. They accumulate because they produce so much and everything. And, you know, what we're talking about is about humanity and interaction, but I'm sure we could do parallel to this great agile movement after 23 years. Mm. Now they become like those wealthy McKinsey and company, this Accenture of the world, these uh, agile industrial complex that they want to keep control. And that's probably where they impose this recipe of agile transformation that doesn't and serve why, anyone. So. And, and why, and why do the folks, why do the people with authority choose to impose yeah why do they choose to impose why i my it's it's fear they they choose from fear and this is my 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 opinion right this is my assertion uh, is that is a is a choice to say all right um i am i am afraid of losing my status losing my my affiliation with a level of authority i'm afraid of i'm my fear of loss of that losing so, my comfort oh, and my wealth right and and but what what if i were to say no no i'm i'm i am going to choose to love my fellow humans and mm-hmm. open open space for open space for them to choose and to to show ethical moral restraint in my exercise of authority and not to just use every ounce of power that i have in into to say to do what i wish because i am accountable to uh the board 
right? I'm the CEO with all the power. No, no. The CEO has to answer to the board who answers to the, to the shareholders. And if, if there are enough, and I'm not saying this is, this is, this is this, this strain of, of tons of people who are willing to say no, but is, isn't there just one, maybe one or two at that level to say, wait a second, what, what if we don't try and, and do um, year on year growth of 5%? Mm-hmm. What, what, what if we have, um, what if we restrain ourselves and allow a regenerative capacity? Maybe. So, so yeah, so, they, but, they, but, 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 but that, but that takes call it sustainability. But, sustain, it's, it's, but, it's that's sustain, but sustainability is not enough. Right, no, because no, it's not enough. It's, it's it's a fake thing. It's it's to control the masses again. It's like because it, it, you, it's like have, you and I, it's like agile. You, you is, and I, we have to be sustainable, but not them. So that's the problem. So those who tell you that you should eat less red meat and eat bugs, they are the same. We eat a lot of red meat and they fly in private jet. So that's the problem. Also, these uh, you talk about respect, but what about the real accountability? What about the the leadership? real conscious leadership about like, you want me to follow your virtue, but you don't even apply it to yourself. It's the hypocrisy. And the hypocrisy of this world, this, this, that the lot of people don't like to hear about it because they will say, Oh, this is Marxism. But yeah, hold on a second. Like the classes exist more than any other thing. Because well, when we were talking about like hunter gatherer organizing themselves, creating the first village, then a city, farming, commerce, trading, and and now we have to protect this and we create this territory and it's a never-ending story. And then when you are reaching a certain stage, you collapse because either you become nihilist, you become too um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you're just like on top of thing and. And the inequality uh, appear, it's more centralized and more it's centralized, more it's controlled, more it's controlled. A lot of people are not happy with what happened. So they could go out in the street like Torches some country drive. Yeah. Yes, or they could just uh they could just also comply, but the system doesn't function anymore because people are sick. Because you were talking about create a space for the human spirit. It's 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 above and beyond the human condition of eating and have a shelter. But in a period of crisis, we don't have time to think about those great stoic philosophy or even more. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, I would say that, that maybe is, that's an excuse. You oh, that's always, an excuse. So you always have time. You every, every stimuli with every stimulus there is, there is a choice. Mm. And that 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 and that space is the invitation to choose between. Am I going to pause for a moment and have have just a ten seconds of silence before this next crappy meeting? Am I going to do what? what and it, so so I would say that 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 and it is not just about space; it is about grace. And what do I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. I'm going to have some example that, unfortunately, another perspective, like a, with my lots of traveling around the world, different space, 
there's a lot of people who don't have this time dimension of luxury to talk about what we are talking about you and I. Right. It's not because they don't have a choice. Everybody has choice. But the way in their countries, and I won't name any place now, I don't want to, they are so imposed. They are so crushed by the boots of the dictatorship. Mm. So it's not an excuse. If you tell to their face, oh, they have excuses. They are so well, controlled. You and, I have, you and I have excuses. <laughs> yes, but I was not talking about this Western civilization that are in this state of, and I would like to come back to the grace explanation from your point of view, but for me now, we are so in vanity. We, we have the luxury of talking about, is it better for my organization to go full-on business agility or should I do organization change management based on this approach and all the bullshit we read on Medium and LinkedIn, all those fucking stupid debate of, I want to be right. I have to be right because I have a lot of money invested in, in this enterprise agility, whatever, from Eric, whatever. I don't mind to name it. And come to me with defamation for once. I'm not just, I'm just giving an example here. Like all of those people who create, yeah, they create a living, but it's a luxury. It's a first world problem. It's a fucking first world problem because there's, there's a second tier, a third world and a quarter world that live to feed themselves and their family. They don't have the luxury of talking about this crappy thing and a decay world because we are seeing the western civilization at our collapse and i believe that we are collapsing it's been 30 years in collapse since gorbachev signed the end of soviet union the collapse of the western civilization as, as we know it had started mm. and now we are in this moment of balance is it going to go fast or slower for another 30 years or 60 years. Like the Mayan, the Mayan collapse, it takes 95 years for the Mayan civilization to collapse. 95 years. And the year was 910. So the Spanish has nothing to do with eliminating the, the Mayan. They're still there. We will be still there, the Western civilization, but we won't have the same place or the same space or the same luxury of talking about shit. You see what I mean? So our time is yeah. done. It's count. So <laughs> this is way beyond it. But because for me, like I, I see know. agile, agile wars. Are we talking about agile? I don't know. Agile, yes, because because agile is not a thing you buy. It's not a methodology. It's a spirit. Maybe it's a part of a spirit. It's an adjective to could actually. You know what? Agile was always there. Do you believe that? February 9 to 13, 2001, when those 17 schmuck engineer fucking left Brenner for the most of it. I, I don't like any of them except one. And you know who? I know. who. Yeah. Because he was a physicist and he was a jazz musician and he was a trans DJ. He was a fucking creative guy. Nobody was listening to him, by the way. And he was the only one, not a fucking white man. I say that. So just say like, I mean, like at the end of the day, that's the problem of our Western vanity society. We are so good. We bring in the world bullshit. I've seen greatness and part of the world that they don't have luxury of thinking about these things. And, 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 I, and I would venture to say that in, in those parts, in the globe, I'll, I'll call it the global South. 
because I guess that's kind of the the the, the how we frame it now. I guess southeast and Africa everywhere like, that that these cultures have been on this planet for thousands of years. Oh, us <laughs> too. Us too. Uh, well. And that that what we what we've done here with extracting oil to create mm. whatever it is we've created, um, that's that's just this little tiny bit of the game. I know, I know. And and so, and that, that that's my point. Like when you have, I mean, if we are collapsing fast, let's say that there's uh, these all of these prepper uh, fear and conspiracy stuff. Let's say that we have a blackout, and after two weeks, my friend. You, you and I, we would like to have an hunter-gatherer friend somewhere in the Amazon to help mm. us and teach us how to feed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because the Uber deliver the restaurant at the corner of your of, of your whatever won't be there yeah. anymore. It'll be so what I mean is being agile is exactly that. <laughs> it's nothing to do with fucking software development. They use that term like. Takashi Namoto and the Lean System, they use Scrum because they were inspired by the Australian rugby player doing a Scrum to protect the goal. They emulate that into the manufacturing system. That's it. So the most of the people on LinkedIn debating on I am right with Agile, this is the real definition. And, and when you have goofy people, the goofification, I call it like the goofification of all those terms, Oh, Agile have a different perspective for anyone. So we could, oh my goodness. What's the real McCoy? Dr. McCoy, a great <laughs> engineer. You know, I mean, <laughs> Ryan, I'm just like, I think I'm experiencing something very, very grandiose in this world. Between what is the essence, what is the source, what is the original thing, that after the innovator leave it on the table and the early adopter have seen enough of it, when the chasm arrives, is it chasm or chasm? Chasm. Chasm. When the chasm arrives, now the early adopter and the innovator, we already go co-creating something else while people are debating on the real thing. <laughs> That is no more a real thing. It's, it's the democratization of the thing. And you see what happened to Agile will happen with Bitcoins or any other cryptocurrency will happen with any innovation, anything new, like even the iPhone. It's probably surpassed right now by the Galaxy S17. I don't know what, what the fuck is it, but I mean, that's the thing. Who is... But the real thing was Steve Jobs. Sorry, guys. Even if the fucking Musk come with his T-phone, who cares? It's going to be, it will have to be an holographic phone like in Star Trek. Because otherwise, (laughs) it's not not disrupting the system. And it's again, as you were mentioning, where is the human spirit into these innovations? It's nowhere. And Agile was probably the Agile Manifesto. And the business agility revolution, like Beetle used to mention, that start taking form in 2009 and 10 as a reaction of the last crash. Mm. Like the Bitcoin movement, or should I say the blockchain standard. Blockchain is probably the most technological innovation after the internet. 
Internet of Things is nothing. AI is nothing compared to the power of blockchain to preserve your personal sovereignty, Absolutely. to have your digital twin. But nobody mm. pay attention to just argue about, oh, Dogecoin is better than Ethereum. Who cares? This is distraction. Because the real thing is people have enough to be controlled and imposed. And they, and they don't even want an invitation. They want to invite you. <laughs> Because we talk about invitation base. I love it. But who is inviting who and for what and purpose? Into what? Into what? Because it's going to be a sign in again. Sign in to my stuff. This feels like, I, I think this, we, we could go a few more hours, I think. Um, oh, why not? Um, I, told, I mean, like, Let's do the open space rule. It's finished when it's finished. On, of course, I might need to go to the bathroom, but I could keep. I, it. I could I, keep. I, 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 I need. I need to eat something. My, yeah, yeah, my, no, no, my family. It. My family system is is is. I, I can feel them calling. No, no, I get me. it. I mean, but it's so. It's, it's always interesting, and now is the first time we are in public, and I love it. And I'm sure I don't know. Like, tell me in the comment below, and especially my runner. This jogging club, because they write to me to say, like, we are doing our jogging, listening to mm. your podcast. So that's amazing. It's going to be uh, 90 minutes now if I include uh, all the parts. And you know what I'm going to do? Uh, just to bend the rule of, of LinkedIn Live, I'm going to try to put it live for an hour. And if people want more of our conversation, they will have to come and download it onto Spotify and Apple mostly. And also, um, I think Samuel, Samuel Bal, again, I salute you, my friend. He put me, he put Daryl Agile everywhere. I'm even on iHeartRadio. I'm on Amazon Prime or something. Wow. I don't know. So if you want to hear the full conversation of Ryan and I, come and download it and run. Do your jogging. Do yourself a favor and be LT. Body, mind, and spirit. Absolutely. You do the same. My orange tiger friend and brother, Imlakesh. Imlakesh. And for those who don't know yet, Imlakesh means I'm another you. And when someone tells you that, you answer, Alakin, I am you. And I think it's a nice ending. I love you, my friend. It was nice to have you at the Dare Real Agile. It was a, a blessing for me to be here. Yeah. And I hope, I can't wait for the day we'll be together. May it come soon. Take care. Okay. Cheers, everyone. And see you next month. Cheers. Who you really are. You are wonderful. You are beautiful. You are powerful. And you are free to be whoever you want it to be and to do whatever you want it to do and respect of one another. Thank <laughs> you.